The first reading is Psalm 98. It can be found on page 563 of the church Bibles that are in front of you. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. The second reading can be found on page 106 of the New Testament section of the Church Bibles. It is taken from John's Gospel, chapter 15, verses 12 to 17. Jesus said, This is my commandment, that you love one another. as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant doesn't know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands, so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And may you, the God of love and comfort, speak your peace to each of our hearts. 
Amen. Today we remember with deep gratitude the sacrifice of so many soldiers. For there is no greater sacrifice than to give one's life that others may live. 887,858 British armed forces died in World War I. The war to end all wars. Yet, as World War II began only a few decades later, 383,700 British armed forces died. And in the years since 1945, 7,187 men and women have died. Many of us here today will carry our own stories of loss, of sadness, and of sorrow. Whether from our own time serving in the forces, or whether mothers and fathers that we never saw again. A grandfather who returned home, but was never the same after the ravages of war. A brother a sister, a friend, whose face we never saw again. As we gather here today, we remember together the sacrifice made by so many. And here at All Saints, in our own church yard, we remember the 32 Commonwealth graves. 14 from the First World War, 18 from the Second World War, 30 men and two women who gave their lives for king and for country. One of those was a man called Kenneth Francis Airy. Kenneth served in the RAF. His gravestone, just a few steps away, states that he was killed while serving his country on November the 22nd, 1940, aged 18 years and 11 months. If you were to go, like I did last week, to see the graves of each of the soldiers, you will read this at Kenneth's grave. Greater love hath no man. Greater love hath no man. Words actually spoken by Jesus Christ. Words that we heard in our Gospel reading. It was a verse often used in the First World War and the Second. But it ultimately refers to Jesus Christ. The King James Version that is on Kent's grave states this at the end of the verse. Greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. Words spoken by Jesus about Jesus, hours before his own brutal death upon a cross. Jesus is describing his own ultimate sacrifice for you and for me. For there is no greater love 
than to give one's life for others. One such story from the First World War is of Noel Chavas. You may know the name. He was an army medic with the Liverpool Scottish Regiment. He never picked up a rifle, at least not in anger, and he never shot. But Noel Chavas won the Military Cross and then the Victoria Cross twice in the First World War. The only soldier to do so. In 1915, he won the Military Cross for bravery in rescuing wounded soldiers. And in 1916, he won the Victoria Cross for the first time, having saved over 20 wounded soldiers, rescuing them from behind enemy lines and carrying them to safety. One article stated that his courage and self-sacrifice were beyond praise. After being awarded the Victoria Cross, he was urged, even ordered, to take up a job as an orthopaedic surgeon, away from the dangers of the front line. But such was his love and compassion for his men, for the Liverpool Scottish Regiment, he went back to the front line in 1917 to serve in the trenches alongside them. And it was in 1917 that he earned his second Victoria Cross and subsequently died. I read from the London Gazette of 1917. Though severely wounded early in the action, whilst carrying a wounded soldier to the dressing station, Captain Chavez refused to leave his post and for two days went out repeatedly under heavy fire to search for and attend to the wounded who were lying out. During these searches, although practically without food, worn with fatigue and faint by his wound, he assisted to carry a number of badly wounded men to safety. By his extraordinary energy and inspiring example, he was instrumental in rescuing many soldiers who would have otherwise died. This devoted and gallant officer subsequently died of his wounds. The men of Noel Chavas's regiment believed he won the Victoria Cross four times that day. And what Noel Chavas and so many other soldiers have done is absolutely extraordinary. And to them we owe our thanks and our lives. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And yet, as we consider the man who first said those words, Jesus Christ, we see there the ultimate sacrifice. For here was the God who made heaven and earth and all that is in it leave the safety and security of heaven to cross enemy lines, to become one of us, to become a human, to bring peace to those like you and I who naturally live warring with God. The staggering, spectacular news of Christianity is that Jesus Christ laid down his life 
for you and for me. Whether you are the youngest here today or the oldest, whether you realise it or not, and by rising from the dead, today he offers each and every one of us, whoever we are, whatever we've done, peace with God. It was the Apostle Paul who said that Christ is himself our peace. It's as though Jesus is the walking, talking armistice between us and God. He died to establish peace. Peace between God and humanity. Peace between each other. Peace between the nations. A peace that we have prayed will come and only will come when Christ returns. And so today we remember his sacrifice for us, even as we pray for his peace to come. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. And so what does it mean for us today? If we are to take this good news into the centre of our lives, what sort of lives will we live? Well, perhaps you remember the classic war film, Saving Private Ryan with Tom Hanks. The scene near the end of the film shows Ryan taking to the grave of those who died to rescue him. And he hears these words, I don't know who you are, that they should pay that price for you, but you better make sure you earn it. You better make sure that your life is worthy of that sacrifice. It makes good footage, a great film, but it's not actually what Christianity is about and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. God doesn't say to us, earn it. The sacrifice is costly, costly for God, but free for each and every one of us. And yet there is a burden of love. When we know that the God of heaven and earth has given his own life for us, well, it moves us. It changes us. It transforms us into people of love ourselves. We love because he first loved us. As Christ says in our reading, this is my commandment that you love one another. No one has greater love than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Can you imagine what Ecclesall would be like if we lived out this sort of love? Can you imagine what our city would be like and our world if we lived out this sort of love? Can you imagine what our world would be like this day, war-torn and ravaged by conflict, if each and every one of us knew, received and lived out the love of Christ. It would not be one moment of self-sacrifice that we remember with honour this day. Rather, it would be in day-to-day actions, in prayers and in our attitudes, in our homes, in our neighbourhoods, in our workplaces and among our neighbours. And so this day, may we see the love of God for each and every one of us 
a love that would even send Christ to die for us. And may we strive with his help to live lives of love. Amen.